0: Aloha.
1: I'm
2: sure you know that because you see lots of musicals.
3: We have to win so we can make it into the division.
2: Welcome. We are back from the BallerLifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining the show. Episode number 369 of the program. Thank you for being a participant in our world. A lot of shit blew up. I want to get Ed's opinion on this in a minute. But uh if you if you hear something that we discussed today, you know, we're talking today about the 2014 Kevin Costner film Draft Day that I had t- until a couple nights ago avoided but we wanted to do something that correlates with the NFL draft and you know the NFL draft is the number 2 I believe and we'll we'll have somebody that can speak to this in a minute is the number 2 sports television property after the Super Bowl which is insane because and I've said this for many years to people that are big draft nicks that love to watch the draft. I like to tell people, hey, they make a list. It's not like you have to watch the draft to know who gets drafted. At the end of the draft, they make a list of everybody that got drafted. You can see who's on your team without sitting in front of your TV for what I think is three days now. It's, It's crazy to me. It's actually crazy. Um, so that's that's popping off. We're talking draft day today to commemorate the NFL draft, which is happening this week. It's topical. This is a sports talk show. If you would like to reach out, you can do so via the email address, mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. Additionally, you can send us a or leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Is the number to call Also check out our bonus content I imagine Thinking if This show runs long I'll take a piece of this show And I'll put it behind a paywall For people that pay We'll see if we do We'll see if we get enough content to do that Otherwise there'll be other shit there Go to the ballerlifestyle.com, Click the link at the top of the page And sign up for all of our Bonus content There uh, I am jo- Oh no one more thing I was a guest, I did this like a month ago, but it just went out this week. I was a guest on a podcast, The Hard Luck Show. Some very cool dudes had me on as a guest. We discussed my Deshaun Foster theory, no wait, I always say Deshaun Foster, but it's Deshaun Watson. My Deshaun Watson theory as to why he has impulse control, it's because of head trauma. I've heard no one else have that theory. In any sort of media, except for on that show and this one, uh, we also discuss Japanese internment, Iggy Pop, the stuff, you know, interesting stuff to talk about. So I want to thank those guys, The Hard Luck Show. Check them out wherever you get podcasts. Listen to my episode. Let them know that you heard me there and maybe they'll have me on again. I don't know. Uh, I am joined now, as I am always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing well. I believe Iggy Pop had a birthday recently. He did. Maybe it was
2: yeah. I think it's like um, the 21st or 22nd of April. It's a few days ago.
3: Um, Pop, I
2: believe he's 74.
3: That sounds about right. right. He's uh, he's awesome.
2: Yes, he's uh, amazing. Um,
3: I, I I have watched the NFL draft over the years. Yeah. Um, what what I would counter to the, I I mean I am not into the mock drafts like i you know i'll read a few things about whom my my team wants but i like i don't get that's too right. into the the intro stuff that's right but i will watch it it's just college football highlights right. but i usually have it on while i'm doing something else of course but my counter to your argument is you watch award shows and that's yeah. my view on it it's I'd, like you know yes. they just they just they just tell you who won after that's true and if there's a cool speech i can find it on twitter
2: i don't and i and so
3: i don't need to yes Like Daniel Kaluuya talking about his parents having sex. I saw that, but I didn't have to watch the Oscars to see
2: it. I will say this. It's been several years since I've seen an award show, but I don't, I don't anybody, you know, you can watch the draft. That's fine. Have Um, it on. There's there's not any other sports on,
3: but the the uh, old draft on. I, I, I really, you know, I watch a shitload of movies normally, like going to the movies. Right. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even know what was most of the stuff that was nominated. I did see, because I have HBO, I did see Judas and the Black Messiah. So I did know that was a great performance. I've heard it's very him. good.
2: I haven't seen it yet.
3: Now I, you know how they, they tinker with these things. I guess technically he wasn't the leading man, but he kind of was. Right. And he won the supporting actor. They, they
2: tinker with that stuff. Because he plays Fred like, Hampton in spoiler alert. He plays
3: Fred yeah. Hampton, but yeah. I yeah. guess the focal point was about this, uh, Judas. the, the, other uh, yeah. The guy from um, the guy whose nosebleeds didn't get out. Yeah, he's guy.
2: good. He's so really good. Keith
3: Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was great. But but really, the the focal point of the movie is Fred Hampton,
2: right? Um, right, and he won the
3: um, Academy Award. Amazing. He won it for a
2: sporting actor. What about um, the Borat daughter?
3: I saw that she didn't win. Unbelievable. It was it was uh, a movie called Minari. The the uh, a woman from that one, which oh, I heard was good, but I, I sure. never saw it.
2: I'm sure. This, I you know, I
3: really saw nothing. I saw but, the Anthony Hopkins well, one. I don't. I
2: don't. I don't even know what movie. Movies is. are movies are canceled. Do you know what the last movie I saw in the theater was? And it was just because we were we just like needed a movie to see. So it wasn't like I was like fired Child up. Nope. The 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 most recent Terminator with Linda Hamilton. I s-
3: I saw that a couple of years ago. Yeah. I went until like a couple weeks before it all ended.
2: I love the movies. I miss it. Yeah. I love the movies. I was a big, I was a regular movie goer.
3: And I have one, A Walk Away, and uh, they are not AMC. And I yeah. saw that there's no longer any signs up. So there's just an abandoned yeah, theater in my town. Yeah. So I'm hoping somebody buys it. So gonna, I don't know. I yeah. don't, I don't see it happening. I have
2: to reassess. I don't know. We'll see. Um, also joining us is a good friend of ours. Somebody that's everyone loves when he makes an appearance on the show. We try to have him on pretty regularly. If you're a regular
3: really heat last time, he actually, he, really he actually
2: did. He was the star as always. We, uh, he and I host a bachelor themed podcast right here on this same feed, the bachelor lifestyle. Of course I'm talking about Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you?
4: Hello everybody. Oh,
2: long pause. I, uh, I
4: mm-hmm. loved, um, I love the Oscars in general. I mean, I, I very much love the hoopla and I get fired up for it and I, I watch every movie leading up to it. And, uh, Brian knows all this. Um, but I, I thought that I thought that Sunday night's broadcast was just dreadful. It had to be just dreadful. It, had to. it Jason,
2: Did, did you
3: do down. a lot of
4: the like these pay per view? Did you see a
3: lot
2: of these movies? He, he sees yeah. all the movies.
4: He's yeah, I see all of them. Yeah, if you're nominated, I see it. Um, the one thing I the one that I didn't see that I do want to see now because of the background story. I don't know if you guys read it in the Times or whatever, but um, the the movie that won the best foreign film, Another Round. Oh, Oh, I heard that's very good. Yes. It's on Prime or Hulu. I I saw it's available. Oh, I'll watch it this weekend. I want to see it because, uh, I mean, the the acceptance speech is just heartbreaking. I didn't know there was a backstory to it. There's a personal story to the the way the movie was made. And then it was kind of a biological movie anyways about a guy who's a drunk. Um, Biological. It's it's a great one.
2: You mean biographical?
4: No, biological. Like when. When alcohol goes into your system oh. and it makes you feel a certain way it's biological right. got you yeah. got you, All you...
2: biographical. Yeah. yeah yeah um okay well I'll I'll definitely have to check that out Jason always good to ha- always good Did to have th- yeah
3: i saw uh, J- and maybe this is what you were talking about Jason i saw they're going to make an american version but take out mads mickelson who's a good actor
2: oh mads mickelson can... mad M- mads mickelson's
3: fantastic he's, a good
2: actor. he's oh he's fantastic we use the actual guy
3: they're saying they're not gonna use him. That's insane. I, I don't get I, like, you, I mean, we, he's like a good English actor. And you know, it, it, he can do other languages, but like if you give him an English script, he's gonna be
4: great. I just yeah, I don't, he's a Dane. I don't understand that one. I remember I kind of felt the same way when they um when they ended up doing the uh, the movie for the um with the dragon tattoo, the uh, European yeah, version was was so good. good. Yeah. and the actress was so awesome over there. It's, it's, like, it's almost like I guess you're telling the American audience you're not smart enough to, to read subtitles <laughs> or get like foreign nuance or well, something. Why, a, why would you redo a movie like this? It just won the Oscar. Why would you redo it?
2: Because I'm okay he,
3: with, with doing an English it, version, yeah. but, but it's you you have a guy that – I mean he was a Bond villain. He's, yeah. he's, he's He can he's do English Star Wars. parts. That's yeah. the weird thing.
2: Yeah. I think it's, it has to do with who can open the movie. They need to ha- be able to put a name on it that will get people yeah. to show up. I, apparently the movie that the father that Anthony Hopkins won for, that's a play. And Ed, you, I'm sure you know that. Cause you see lots of musicals. He, uh, it was, the play was featured Frank Langella in that role. And I guess he was f- just magical on stage. But when they made the movie, even though Frank Langella, who happens to be in the movie, we're about to discuss wearing sunglasses the whole time for some reason. (laughs) He, he didn't get, you know, he, nobody's going to go see a starring Frank Langella movie. You got to put it in Anthony Hopkins. I mean, obviously he's a great actor. Like you're not, you're not, you're not losing anything by having Anthony Hopkins, but it's, you know, that's how things go. I would rather see Mads. By the way,
4: that was the big like want of the entire production. I'm sure you heard, right? Soderbergh um, like tried to like reinvent the wheel, and he instead of uh, instead of ending the show on best, best picture, like they'd done for the last 80 years, oh. he he ended the show on best actor, and I think that the sentiment was that they were going to have Chad Chadwick Bozeman win. And it was kind of going to be like sure. a, a, a send off fade to black. Maybe, also, even? I don't know.
2: also, also in the movie, movie we're about to discuss, we're supposed to believe yeah. he's a linebacker. Go on.
4: Crazy. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, Anthony Hopkins wins. I think yeah. that was a surprise. He was the guy that wasn't, he wasn't there. So obviously the deceased guy wasn't there, but he was the only one in the crew and the, in the in the. Um, category, in the candidacy, whatever you call it, nominees uh, that was was nominees that was not there. And I I guess they wouldn't allow allow him to Zoom because all the other people accepting awards from different countries were doing it on camera. You could tell there was like a satellite remote, but Uh I guess Hampton Hopkins didn't want to do that or couldn't do it. And then they wouldn't allow him to do it on Zoom. So he ends up winning. And then River Mm -hmm. Phoenix or uh, Joaquin Phoenix was like, yep, uh, the Academy accepts awards on his behalf later. And it was over.
2: Oh, interesting. I didn't know they had like a, they had the thing at the like Kodak Theater and everything with people there. Socially distanced, masked, vaccinated.
4: The the story is um, they wanted it in different places and it ended up being such a stupid idea. The original like theater that they usually do it in, they they, they put some people in there. That they put the main um, nominees and everyone that matters at the main stage at Union Station. They they shut down the train station shut in the middle of Los Angeles. No, they have that great they, they be, did they, the Oscars they have that
2: great there. brewery in there in Union Station. That's where I would have been.
4: And yeah, and, and they did it there without yeah. really much of an explanation. I don't know if it's because Insane. it's like open open air, Insane. and yes. it was I don't I don't know what it was, but so, the whole thing sucked.
3: So Jason, you saw it. Was was the woman in Minari? Was she incredible as the supporting actress? Yeah, yeah, she's, like, she's, she's
4: better than amazing. the Borat woman. Um, I thought Borat woman was pretty good. Um, but I was she nominated for an Oscar first and yeah. foremost. I'm trying to think, I know she was nominated she for was. every award. Yeah, leading up to the Oscars. But if she was, yeah, she was nowhere to be and see her um she said
3: she was i saw her in an interview last week and she said she'd be there
4: i um i think that the minari the movie and that's the score the screenplay and everything else i thought was the the best picture among the group um I, I think what's her face and nomad land like anything she's in she, yeah, she's, she's amazing. amazing she's amazing she's
3: amazing I, but yeah. i uh
4: that's on
2: hulu i think i got
3: super
4: i got super I bored
3: watched, i watched like I, I watched about 15 20 minutes and i was like i get it me she's too really good in this yeah. but i don't care
2: <laughs> i love i love her too but it was so fucking boring but that's it's one of those movies great. that if you were captive and it was on the big screen you might right. be you might be going Okay, something's gonna happen. You know, you'd be like more invested in it. Meanwhile, uh, me and my chick are watching it, and she turns to me and she's like, "Do you should we keep this going?" And I'm like, "No, we definitely should not. It's really? so fucking I've boring." Never,
3: I I've yeah. walked out of I, I've never walked out of a movie. I've walked out of one movie to go to something else in the yeah. theater. But when I get these movies on TV, like eh, you know, yes. I'm not gonna grit out this movie. I just wasn't feeling you know, it on a Friday. night. You know, the
2: only movie I can recall walking out of is dumb and dumber Two.
3: yeah that, i i i still haven't seen it all because i only watched it on cable so i i i get the feeling
2: like five minutes in there's a period blood joke and i'm like how <laughs> fucking dumb do you think i am like you, like how, i was in my intelligence was insulted by it because Although, it was so unfunny
3: i will say the uh the south park vaccination special did a pretty good period joke
2: Well, no, I'm not saying you can't, you can't (laughs) like period jokes aren't off limits, but it just was so not funny. I was like, I actually went and demanded my money back like a fucking grandpa. Like an old. (laughs) Yeah. They'll give you your money back. You go give them the ticket. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. They give you your money. Right. fucking back. You watch the whole movie and come out and say, Hey, that fuck that movie. They'll give you your fucking money back. You tell them I want my money back. They'll give it to you. Uh, There's one more thing that I was thinking of saying right there. That I got sidetracked. Something Jason was talking about. Mo- oh, as bad as the as bad as the Academy Awards production was, I mean, it was still much greater than any time you've ever had to see Billy Crystal host it. Right?
4: Song and dance. Again, yeah. Again, it's it's like I I'm into that. I'm gonna forgive um, you You're- know the stuff that I typically do hate, like the the really big musicals uh, I, I don't have much patience for it all yeah. but and so when the Oscars do that stuff I just forgive it because I'm I'm really just into the show and right. what it represents and it's the peak of of uh the pageantry of, of the craft and everything yes. else yeah, yeah it's a, absolutely but, but, no, but yeah I mean uh, I think Letterman got a lot of shit for the one time he did it it was good I loved it Uma, Uma,
2: I Uma, Uma Oprah yeah,
4: yeah yeah I mean I, I I'll, I'll watch any Oscars there's I, no I there's
2: there's no one worse and more unlikable than Seth MacFarlane. Remember he hosted it one time oh. and they did a oh. I see, I saw your boobs song. What? <laughs> yeah, they did a, they did a song. Look it up. It's on YouTube. They did a, one of his, his like big, you know, cause he's like a big, he's like a big song and dance man. And yeah, so big. he wanted to get up there and do his like Frank Sinatra. And the song was, I've seen your boobs. And it was to, to all the, the actresses who've showed their boobs in movies. <laughs> And this was on, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, obviously anything featuring Billy Crystal is much worse, but still Seth MacFarlane right down there at the bottom, anything he's ever made is the worst thing that's ever existed as far (laughs) as I'm concerned. Um, Let's do, I imagine there's going to be some voicemails about this, Ed. There was something happened last week on Twitter that just, I cannot, I'll tell you, I'll tell you from my perspective, what happened. And we don't need to make a big deal of it, but it's just so weird. I'm getting ready to walk out of my house to go on a hike. And Ed texts me and he's like, hey, who's this fucking asshole on Twitter? He's like, I don't, I think I need to respond to this guy. And I'm like, I don't know. Hold on. So I looked at the tweets and some, some guy, some guy, some guy that I've been friendly with over the years on Twitter, it's always been a nice guy to me. I've Never had an issue with him. He tweeted at me something like, You guys are so woke. To you both go- of us. Yeah, to, yeah. Oh, yeah. To both of us. You guys are so woke. Why don't you? Sh- people want you to tell both sides and you gotta, you gotta uh, not stop being so lefty. Or right? I don't even know what he's saying. And I'm like, And I responded, Dude, we make fun of people who die at gender reveals. Like, that's the kind of show we, we do we
3: opened. We opened last week's show. Make it fun of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then then he responded. He said something like, that's the problem. You know, you guys are trying to play to the crowd or something. And I was like and I just responded, get fucked, period. And then I put I my was
3: trying to engage. I know I
2: was trying to like really
3: like. All right. So what 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 exactly are you getting at? And he kept going into like that. I've got some sort of guilt and I'm, I'm playing to a PC mob. Yes. And I was like, how many fucking people? I mean, how much do you think I make yeah. doing this show? Yes. Like there's a mob here.
2: Like what? Many thousands of dollars. And, and I still don't know what he was getting at because then I just put my phone in my pocket and I went on like a two hour hike. And when I got back from the hike, there had been this whole melee on Twitter where we're. Uh, Ma- Molly, were we? <laughs> Molly uh, yeah, totally. Molly Mackler destroyed him. She said she was going to take his kids when he got a DUI on Christmas Eve, which I thought was amazing. Eventually, the guy t- deleted his account, literally, because she deleted she, his account. Yeah, she. So I couldn't go because people are like, "He got personal on you," and I didn't see any of it because I wasn't home. I just wasn't interested. Yeah. I mean, he's he is
3: he he has always been nice over the years. Um, yes. I mean, he he with my books Instagram yes. account he's he's challenges me on r- real real remember when I was talking about like Copernicus we I got challenged on like yeah. I was getting challenged a lot but like yeah. clearly you know he's just not buying what we're selling and that's fine like we've had people come and go but he really was he why he wanted to leave his mark I, and he kept saying yeah I'm a proud asshole like I'm I have no problem my wife will tell you I'm an asshole like okay but is
2: – I, th- I think he wanted to admit – he wanted us to admit that we were part of some secret white guy George Floyd had it coming society because that was his thesis. Yeah, I
3: I, I guess. Yeah, we, this, the both sides was we didn't trash George Floyd enough.
2: Right, and I was like, what? I didn't yeah. know that was – You know, you know a sex worker can still be raped, right? Like I don't know – I don't know anything about George Floyd. I don't know one thing about him, except that he got murdered on video.
3: I I know what the crime of the day was and what the punishment was. That's all I know.
2: he, He, he kited a 20, a fake 20 but
3: that but that's it like his
2: his prior life has nothing
3: to do with what happened that day that's
2: the that's how it works you know you don't get you don't just get to get executed in the street because you're a bad person you know we have a system of laws in this country so i don't i'm not going to debate the point it was just an insane like i was mental break this person was having
3: your response is probably best because you just said get fucked yeah i didn't care whereas i was like well, what are you getting at? I wanted him to admit yeah. that he, w- I wanted him to like, to get him to say what he meant by the, you know, the secret white guy. It
2: was so weird. Know. I didn't know, I didn't know there was a pro Chauvin faction in the world. I just, I was stunned by that. I, just, I, know. I was I was stunned by it too, because at yeah. first I was like, is
3: he, is he just that into Nancy Pelosi? Right. Is that what's going on? Right. Like what, you know, was, I, anyway, it was just, it was crazy. If, if you don't like the show... Don't listen. Farewell. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty funny because he's like, "Well, I'm I'm pulling my donation to the show, yeah. and then uh, oh god, Pete, I, I feel Pete
2: terrible." But, Pete Shalitsky. Pete uh, he's Like,
3: yeah, yeah, I'll cover you and your friends.
2: Yeah, and then and then That's he he posted right the receipts. He fucking, he posted a <laughs> screenshot. He's like, "Here, I've up my donation. Don't worry about it."
3: Yeah, a lot. A lot of you were very nice. Reached yes. out, like. Yes. I'm fine. Brian's fine. We He's, we yeah. definitely appreciate and and love you guys. But uh, it's okay if you you don't like us anymore. Yeah. Just farewell. Yes. Or if yes. you really want to debate a specific point, right into the show. Don't yeah. just lob some grenade yeah. like a general grenade on Twitter. Like yes. the fuck's that.
2: Yes. No. But I'm not interested in debating anyone. Like you're. Like I. I'm not. I don't care to be convinced of your point, and I don't care to convince you of my point. So it's if you want to debate somebody go find somebody that's interested in that i'm here to entertain you that said who, if you're friends with that guy, and people within the sound of my voice know who he is, if you're friends with that guy, I feel like he needs to be reached out to. Like I, that seemed like a person in crisis a to me. Crazy break yeah. So that so that he
3: was always nice before
2: that. He was always nice before that. So and what I'm saying to you, to I'm saying this for the benefit of the audience because I'm going to play some voicemails and I feel like it's going to come up. So I wanted to give people context. So that's the context. Right. Let's do some voicemails.
0: plus so fucking boring and worthless but he's got nothing else to do and he's even worse than ish 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 his thoughts are useless shit 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 he's fat and got big tit tip tip
2: okay let's do some voicemails here
5: we go hey brian ed I uh, just finished listening to the peace summit that you guys brokered with uh, my DDS.
2: Forgot to mention that. One of my one of my resolutions here is not to it's keep great. interrupting these, but Ed and I brokered a peace between two of our listeners last week. Dolomite That's D. Also true, we did such a feel good show it was, and it led to this nonsense. It was honestly Ed like I was so proud of what we did after that show. Like I just, it
3: just—it felt yeah, good. Good in the world, and yeah. and we got a check in from Kyle.
2: Yeah, Kyle and Scotty was there. It was just like a fucking happy, beautiful. Feel. I couldn't imagine anybody being mad at that. But I would, I would encourage you if you have not already, go back and listen to episode three sixty eight, where we brokered a peace summit between two bitter rivals, feuding former Xbox Live golf partners, Telly Tuput and Dolomite D, we, they've they've come back together. They are a renewed duo, and we're really happy about that. And we're happy that we could help them bridge the gap. Let's see what LSU has to say.
5: Tell me, and Dola, and uh, kudos to you gentlemen for doing that. I am in the process of drafting a nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize for the work you gentlemen <laughs> just did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I think you guys. Uh, should be moving on to bigger and better things and using your diplomacy skills in the middle East. Cause if you could broker peace between these two gentlemen, I, I think you could definitely bring peace to the middle East. So keep up the good work guys. And thanks for bringing my friends back together.
2: I thank you for that LSU. I was, I was talking to my chick about it and she was like, you know, she's like, I thought it was so special when you said, when you asked uh the both of them who was the better Xbox live player until that mm-hmm. point until that point they had been so standoffish and I said hey which one of you is the better Xbox live player and Dolomite said oh by far telly telly's much better than me
3: and yeah it, it was yeah. a real breakthrough my uh asking of the international monetary fund right. really yes. didn't get the reaction
0: I was hoping well
2: for. I, I will hold on <laughs> I mean. Dolomite D probably he probably had the best understand. Like it was almost like he knew the question was coming. I mean, I, I wouldn't was, have had an I answer to Brian going into it.
3: I was like, I'm going to fuck with him and throw in a couple of real handmakers <laughs> just to see how to handle it. Yeah. And, and without missing a beat, Dolomite just delivers an A plus answer.
2: Yeah. He, he had it. He had it ready to He had it holstered. <laughs> I was stunned. Uh Yeah. I, I can't recommend it enough, guys. Go back and listen to episode 368. It's really good. Uh Okay. Another voicemail.
1: Ballers. Uh, this is Ben nine oh six calling in. It's oh,
2: it's, um, I almost want to come having to like listening to LSU back to back, back to back with Ben nine oh six. I mean, these guys have such Jason Stewart. You have you are a veteran radio guy. How do you feel about these guys' voices? Like these guys have broadcast quality voices.
4: They do, um, and I think you know with a little coaching. Yeah, because you know a lot of radio is. Um, I don't know, projecting, right. You know, and enunciating. Yes. Don't pop Um, your piece. They have the, they have the voice and with a little coaching, they could probably do some voice work.
2: I believe they call that microphone technique,
4: which I don't have.
2: Uh, okay. Let's see what Ben has to say. This beautiful voice. Um,
1: Sounds like this is becoming kind of the bowling show record. So, I kind of want to lend my, uh, expertise. Oh, hold
2: on. We got to talk about this. So we, uh, just for background, we discussed the, um, the bowler, ginger the, the ginger assassin who picked up the first 710 split on the PBA tour since like the 80s. It had been a very long time. We discussed it last week. We went through, through some of the players and then we pitched. A reality show, much like yeah. the biggest reality show in the world right now, which is on Netflix, F1 Drive to Survive. We pitched a similar reality show for the PBA, Professional Bowlers Association. Yeah. That's another bowling thing we did boys. last week. Bowling boys, yeah, bowling we boys. Did work last week. We did absolutely okay. This Ben has some. Ben's from the the Upper Peninsula, so he's got they they bowl a
1: lot in the Midwest. So but yeah, set a few things straight for. You guys, um, I'm not a pro by any means, but I did pick uh, up a Greek church one time. Um, you know, it's kind of statistically the most challenging spare. Whoa, whoa, Jason! When you
3: say I'm not a pro by any means, but right, that means this guy it can can. Re- he's the best guy in in the uh, what
2: do you call it? The lanes? The, yes, yeah, yeah. The alley. what's the alley? I mean, he's he knows the lingo. He just said he picked up a Greek church. That's a that's a phrase I've never heard in my life. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like it too.
1: To pick up harder than a seven ten, so I have a little bit of a, a track record with it. But um, in terms we of seen the female the talent, a on, yeah, there's
2: there's a more difficult. I'm looking it up. Yeah, now. Yeah, Google it for us, please.
1: Um, on like pro or amateur, it's rough. Uh, it, it's it's a rough time out there. Um, you're going to struggle. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of seven tens and uh. not in a good way.
2: <laughs> oh, so we we were talking about what the groupie situation, <laughs> what the groupie situation was like on tour. And he's, he's seems to have some experience with this and he's saying it is not a good groupie situation. As you can imagine when you're playing the, the Des Moines open on the PBA.
1: All right, ballers. Okay. Uh, one other thing I want to mention uh, I was taking a little vacation, long road trip this uh, past week, so I'm getting caught up on some things. Um, one of the things I saw while I was driving um, was something I, I didn't really think happens anymore. Um, I could have swore I saw a road hand job going on. Oh. Um, okay. And I kind of thought any self respecting man would pretty much just kind of like bat that away. Yeah. I didn't really think yeah, that that was, yeah. a, that was a thing anybody ever really wanted no. or, or definitely wanted while they were driving. Yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering where, where everyone stood on the old rant road handy. No. Um, Mm-mm. Keep it caller.
2: Mm-mm. No.
3: I don't, I've don't said, i said in the past, yeah. I give the best ones for me, so yeah. no more. You, Nobody the, else.
2: Have you discovered what a Greek church is, Ed?
3: I just sent you the screenshot because there's a bunch wow. of them, Greek church. I, I mean, I feel like I've been left with a Greek church many times because oh, I'm a crappy yeah, bowler. Yeah, a but four,
2: 10. four, six, seven, nine, ten, point three spare rate. If you have that leave, it's the hardest shot in bowling. Much more difficult. Where I don't even six s- seven
3: looks four six seven looks worse than
2: I would agree. I mean, I, I guess not. I imagine you got to hit that whatever four over there on the right. Oh or, or that's 6. And, and
3: in the know people, in the no people, call the 710 bedposts. Wow. Wait, hold on. There's two Greek. What do they know about bedposts? Hold on. There's two Greek churches here. Well, because it, it that little squiggle in the back could go in either direction.
2: Oh, right. Well, yeah, but the it's other like a one's Greek
3: not church right or yeah. a Greek Greek church left. Right.
2: But the other one's not as hard. The 467810 Greek church is a 1.3 with
3: righties versus lefties. Right. That's There's my not a lot of
2: lefties on tour and, and let it be known that the ginger assassin is a lefty
3: and he's the ginger yeah. and he loves America. Yeah, a, he had a
2: American flag shirt on, uh, Ben, thank you for your bowling expertise and FYI, you're the bowling correspondent for the show. Now, if we have any yeah. bowling related, we need any kind of bowling related answers we're gonna go to you appreciate that okay um okay another one jason stewart your thoughts are you a bowler i imagine you're did i sent you the the image too yeah jason any thoughts on that
4: i mean i i take great issue with with you guys just kind of letting this pass and agree with them but i think there are a lot of people out there including me a lot of listeners right now thinking You're just going to let that little comment about the road handjob go like, Oh, what, no, what's wrong with, I don't have any problems with one and I don't have any problems with people wanting it. I mean, it's, it's kind of kinky. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. If you're in a long road trip and there's nothing else to do. I mean, what exactly is the problem?
2: I, um, so I don't like, I like to just fully put my concentration on the thing. So if I'm driving I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to be blown. I don't want to be jerked off because I got to drive. It's like, I can't give my full concentration to the attention being paid to my cock. And I'm with Ed that the, there's no better hand job giver in the world than myself. But I will say this recently, somebody, somebody very close to me took that as a challenge. Oh, and did we did a little, did a little role play thing. And uh, it was, it was very enjoyable. I mean, just that's all I'll say. But I, but I'm not into. I once saw a dude getting blown on the five freeway in a convertible. I also, yeah, I mean, I also once saw a dude st- sitting at a Jack in the Box drive through out of the top of his, out of the top of the um, sunroof. And while he was paying, two girls in the car whipped out his dong and took turns sucking on it in the -the jack-in-the-box drive-thru. Aggressive, right? It is aggressive. Pretty good. Out of the sun. And he was, like, trying to push him away. Hey, hold on. No, I'll give that to you later. And they were both sucking his dick while he was paying for his jumbo jack and likely tacos. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, this is time and place. Maybe if I were younger, I'd be into, like, road action a little more. But... I know I'm going to get it in when I get to the hotel or wherever,
4: right? Jay Stu, you disagree? I mean, uh, the last couple of examples you just gave, I think there's a little bit of that like exhibitionism yeah. thing, that mm-hmm. little you know, out in public, yeah. risky thing. I yeah. mean, there's a whole section of of porn at X Hamster for like, oh, you know, public public things like you're just oh. describing. I think people like that stuff. Yeah. I I just want to take up for the listeners that were kind of scratching their head that you it's, guys just easily gave into that point. It's, you know?
3: it's good because we were told we
4: need to
2: view both sides. Yes, and also. Jay- <laughs> Jason, Jason, as a guest, feel free to chime in on anything, anything you'd like to talk about. We're here. If you hear something, somebody says yeah. something on the show, and you have a response to that thing, go ahead Especially and respond. If you disagree. Absolutely. Even yeah. better. Even better. Okay, let's play. Thank you for that, uh, Ben906. Here's another bowling, official bowling cor- correspondent of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Here's another voicemail. Not sure who this is.
5: Brian, Ed. Dolamite Dolomite. Hey, a
2: friend of ours, Dolomite D. We brokered a piece for him last week. Great. this is beautiful.
5: Um, been a big week. And I uh, want to address the positives before the negatives. So uh, some big credit goes out to uh, you and Ed for patching up my beleaguered friendship with uh, my dear friend, at Xbox Live golf, golf partner, Telly Tupac. That's
2: honestly like it brings a tear to my eye. It was such a special moment on the show. I just, I just, it feels great. I'm so happy for these guys.
5: Um Things are back to normal now, I and mean, things are so patched up. It looks like I'm going to be planning his bachelor party to malls. So Whoa. we're going to have to figure I'm out. S-
2: I'm in the process of on my other podcast, Trend Lightly, that I do with Molly McAleer Malls has officially declared Telly Tuput her internet boyfriend, and things wow. things are heating up. Whoa. It is it is a it is a whirlwind romance. I. For a long time, you know, we make fun of Telly because he dates college girls and he's when he's too old to be doing that. He lives in a college town, Fort Collins, Colorado. And he, I never thought he had that much game. Then I saw him tweet to malls one day, let's drink some claws and make out. And I got to be honest, I got the chills. It was one of the greatest. Pickup lines. You're
3: watching watching Steph warming up from three before the
5: game.
2: Yes. Telly's jumper was very wet that day. It was very beautiful. And they've only been going back and forth. I saw today, I saw today she tweeted something that she didn't feel well or something. And I saw Telly responded, Do you want me to door dash you some egg drop soup? Mm -hmm. I mean, the man is just, he's really shooting his shot with this chick. Also, (laughs) <laughs> Malls is quite tall. I think she's five eight, which is tall for a girl. And Telly, he's a leg man. He's a he's a long. Is that really a thing? No, of course not. There's no such thing as a leg man. Jason Stewart, you're a breast man. Everybody knows that. Has, has anybody ever? Have you ever heard of a leg man in your life? In real life, that's just a thing that's made up in the
4: movies, right? Yeah, like quicksand. Yeah, yeah. and and over the, over the years too, I have become more and more a, a butt guy butt man oh, yeah so uh um, oh, yeah, my, my dad always claimed to be a, a leg man um and i never i never Did related they him gams that. gams yeah it's, um maybe but that, i think it might be that ge- that generation i think the baby boomers is. were a leg ben it is because yeah. i f- i picture frank
2: sinatra who we've declared on this show sucks frank sinatra i imagine he was a leg man because that's they were in they were into gams back then him and the, him hey. and Peter Lawford. You're, you're, you're talking to a Hoboken
3: guy. You can't do that. I know, he's
2: from, I know he's 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 from where you live. I get it. I get it. But it's just, hey, no offense. His music sucks. That's all I'm saying. It's it, anybody it's could a, do it, what he did.
3: I, I think he's got some good Christmas. Yeah,
2: you know, he sucks. He's horrible. I, he didn't, he, did just, he write any of those songs? The answer is no. No.
0: Well,
2: yeah.
4: I mean, I don't know if he if he was a leg man, but everyone knows by reputation he was a third leg man. Yeah, that's right. He had to wear special. He had to wear special <laughs> underwear. <laughs> Cause, which is weird because he was five
2: four, which is yeah, like, like he's so little. It's weird for a little guy to just be dicked up like that. But <laughs> by all accounts, great,
3: yeah. There was a great line from uh, I remember Don Rickles one time on uh, Letterman or something, yeah. and he said, uh, "I saw Frank save somebody's life, so you know you guys should go easy on me." He goes. Yeah, there was a guy heckling during his performance, and he had his goons beating him in the back. And then he uh, Frank finally stepped in and said he's had enough. So I I think he saved. There's some
2: there's some stories about Tommy Lasorda having Frank and his goons throw reporters in the trunk of the car and rough him up a little bit. So it doesn't. Sur- I mean, he was mobbed up. He was mobbed up, and he mm-hmm. said, and he went like this: oh, "Look at me. I'm just talking the words. Okay, okay. All, All right, I do, I just Move talk along. the words. Anybody could do it. Somebody else wrote this shit. Uh, okay, let's see what. Let's see what uh, has to say.
5: Figure out some way to get Paul out here so that a Telly's bachelor party, of course, telly could shoot balls at Paul's butt. Okay. Wow. Anyway, um, moving on <laughs> okay. to the shitty part of the week uh i think it was thursday after you guys had released the uh, episode uh old mr meaner chris oh decided to go in on you guys i wasn't i wasn't gonna name
2: names here but it's not wasn't up to me
5: i was uh, i was the first
2: oh no what happened oh i accidentally paused it
5: wanted to jump in on him and ask him what the hell are you doing here man and uh he responded with something to the effect of george floyd is a waste of oxygen yeah. Yeah. And I was just fucking flabbergasted. And I, I would say, Chris, you are a fucking waste of oxygen. Wow. No, go fuck yourself. Yes. And people who believe the same things that Chris believes, you can go fuck yourselves too. I agree. All right. I saw those of you who were posting messages trying to back meaner up that night. It's weird. You deleted all, huh? A couple of you guys, you guys can fuck off too. Um, couldn't be happier with malls and Ed and Brian doing the right thing here. Anyway, uh, Fuck Guy Fieri and fuck Mr. Meaner.
2: Wow. Wow. (laughs) Dola. We did learn. We did learn that Telly's Xbox Live golf character is Pitbull, which I mean, couldn't be anything more beautiful than that. But we got to assume that Dola plays as Guy Fieri, right? His hero? Has to. He's got to. It's the only way. Uh Yeah, I don't I w- I wouldn't go so far as that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see a lot of these tweets, but I would say that I, f- I felt like that guy was in crisis. And if anybody knows him, they should probably reach out to him. And I'll just leave it at that. Thank you for that, Dola. One more.
0: Fellas, Kelly Pupas here. Oh, speak of the devil. Listen to this. This guy. One vaccine down. Nice. Just leaving yep. the doctor. Yep. Uh, I wanted to call Tell, him. that's
2: another thing Telly wants to fuck his doctor he hey, I saw he made a tweet can I can I ch- I want to change doctors so I can ask this one out <laughs> <laughs> and I was pretty impressed with that uh, but now he's with malls everybody knows that
0: because uh, Kyle Scotty said he wanted to drink some Jaegers and Claws with me and I would definitely be down for that 100% but if you're A team fan of Daylight Savings fan, then I'm not a fan of you. Daylight Savings fan, or haters, maybe this vaccine is fucking kicking in. Yeah,
1: I'll say. It's for scumbags.
0: Yeah. It's for scumbags that don't like golf. Oh, golf. What the fuck am I going to do with an extra hour of sunlight in the dead of winter? Of course. Of course. Give me that extra hour of sunlight in the summer. Of course. I'm going to go drink some claws at the golf
2: course. Right. So, so he's... He, he like everyone, is anti-daylight savings, right?
0: No, I think he's
3: saying he's pro because he likes having the extra hour in the summer. Is there, Do we save daylight in the summer? Is that how it works? We could just set the clock whatever we want. We could
2: say no more movement from here. Yeah. Just have it... It's It naturally stays lighter later in the summer with or without the daylight savings, right? That's the... The sun is closer to yes, the earth in the summer. Of course. Of course. So, so the days are longer in the summer.
3: Because uh, around me, yeah. in the winter, yeah. like, you know, around Christmas, it's like 445, 5 o'clock, it's dark. Yeah. And then in the summer, at like 8, it's 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 getting dark. That's yeah. not a one-hour difference. Like, there's a natural longer day to it.
2: Yeah, of course. That's how it works. And – telly i mean you live in flyover country where the fucking course freezes up in the winter but i imagine in the spring and the fall that extra hour of not having to set the clock back you get a little more time to play a little later in the day feel like it balances out fuck daylight savings i don't know i'll be honest i don't really understand it okay let's do a
4: couple i definitely don't understand yeah, me either it. let's do a couple uh, uh, yes could i sum this that up real i would fast? like it you are he was saying, "Fuck moving the clocks at all." Like, oh, okay, I agree. There was this proposition out here, right that that um, we'll never we'll never turn the clocks back or turn them forward. Whatever makes the day shorter, right. or the sun come out uh, or the sun go down uh, sooner, that we're trying to get away. We're trying to um, get rid of that in California. Well, there's a, there's a big movement of like mothers of little school kids that don't want their school their little kids walking to school in the dark. Right. So they've uh they've no, fought that no, whole thing. No kids.
2: Wait, 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 Walking to school in the dark. School starts at like seven thirty. The sun comes up at six. But if you don't even, turn the
3: clock, even yeah, it, even it when be. you turn the clock, it's
2: like by seven, it's up. The sun is up. The sun is up for walks to school. I, I
4: can only tell you what I've read. I can only. And tell also, you
2: kids don't walk to school. Jason, you're a regular listener <laughs> of this show. I do. <laughs> oh, they do. Of I course. guess mine do too, but we live right down the street. Um, okay, let's do. Good
0: example. Let's
2: do some voicemails. <laughs> Brian and Ed, and also Jason. Can you rank these Little League concession items? Astro Pop. I don't I know what that is. Super Ropes. What up, Peter North? Double Lollies. These making these up. These are all made up. Snow Cone. I know what a snow cone is. Big League Chew. Well, Big League big league choose just so you can pretend like you're having shredded tobacco. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with any of these other items? Jason Stewart, you, you played a lot of little league in the Brea area.
4: Astro pop.
2: Do you know what that is? Is that like a bomb pop?
4: I don't know what Astro pop is. Uh, is um, the, the double lolly, the double um, um,
3: like ice pop thing with the two sticks.
2: Oh, I, no I, no, I don't know. Cause I, no, astro pop. Oh, astro pop is one of those pointy, um, lollipops. It's like a rocket shape. It looks like a butt plug. It's like a, oh, what, what no, up? Thank you. What up, Paul and Tucson? Um, it's one of those pointy, you know what these had? They, the ice cream man had these. It's like a pointy lollipop. No, fuck those. Fuck Ed. It used to be your signature look to pose with a lollipop in photographs. Are you still doing that? Are you still doing I- the lollies? I always take one while I'm trick-or-treating
3: with, with the kids, but you know, one, one is
2: not (laughs) trick-or-treating with me anymore. Are you, I mean, yeah, it
3: was canceled last year.
2: Right. Exactly. Are you a, are you a blow pop guy? Are you tootsie? Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I, I
3: don't, I don't, once I get to, I mean, when I get to the gum or whatever, you like throw it I just away. Throw Good it for out. you.
2: Good for you. Cause fuck Or gum. the
3: Tootsie. Same thing. The yeah. Tootsie Oh, no. Oh, no. I right yeah. Well, once you get to the inside, Yeah. goodbye.
2: Yeah. Um, super ropes, are other than something that I shoot is, often,
4: I don't know. Is what, that like licorice? It uh, is licorice, but I swear each of these items are. Um, I'm not sure what, where is this person from? This is, it's De- this is from, or, this is
2: from Dean longtime Twitter follower of yours. Dean no longer in Omaha. I don't know okay, where he so resides these, now. These
4: are, these are Midwest items yeah. that I vaguely remember on our, um, on our ice cream trucks, but yeah. I don't see any of these items except for the snow cone yeah. at uh, California. Literally. What's
3: your, yeah. I, it's been years, but what's your ice cream truck, uh, item that you go for? Oh. oh, I was a, I was a fun dip guy. Oh, Personally. Oh yeah, I fuck
2: with that. Um drumstick. I was
3: it toasted almond. I like the toasted almond.
2: Wait, like like a like a
3: scoop. I, no. Oh. It's like, so a, like a it's bar? like a like a bar that's it's toasted almond. I don't know. I, know. I don't that know. That what? Sounds kind of
2: That sounds kind of good, but I got to google it. Sorry, I don't I'm not familiar with your East Coast. Like <laughs> the East Coast? Yeah, toasted almond bar hmm okay let's check it out i mean I, it sounds pretty good i would definitely fuck with it but it, this is not a west coast item to, oh yeah i've beautiful. seen these i've seen these i've never had they're one good. of these they're good oh i would have one. Oh, i also uh, do you know what shows up here too is the super sunday bar which is like the one it's like van, vanilla dipped in chocolate with peanuts all around the outside i'd fuck with I, those
3: i've seen that yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: i'd fuck with one of these toasted almonds that looks kind of good yeah, uh, that's good um double lollies get the fuck out of here with that this is there's there's so many it sounds lo- made up yeah it is um and big league chew that's you know that's just what you that's just what you get when you're out there on the field i would say this whole list pretty much sucks i would put all it these does. things at the bottom <laughs> of the list double lot. what is this this is just like regular lollipops disgusting when i was
3: a, uh, when I was a kid yeah Big League Chew was kind of cool in Little League cuz you you felt like you were having
1: Yeah. Uh, oh
4: yeah D- you know Oh show. you know what the dub- you know what the double always are there um they're not like typical lollipops it looks like they're they're made by smarties so it's just all sugar it's the lollipops that have the all sh- hard all sugar top you know like uh, mm. like a smarty Oh, Smartie. oh a disgusting disgusting. Dis- Dis- disgusting who wants a bigger Smartie Yeah,
2: yeah. S- S- Smarties, the fucking worst candy on Halloween. Oh, that that always went on the roof. Yeah, Halloween. fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like the last raisins, thing left in the bag at best. Raisins,
3: yeah. raisins and Smarties
2: yeah. went on the roof. Yeah. Oh, Jason's Beefs. Yeah, one of
0: my favorites.
2: Jason's got a real problem with you putting raisins in his bag on Halloween. Nature's candy. Yeah, YouTube. Disgusting. YouTube, Jason's Beefs. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Raisins. Yeah. Brian and Ed. Not sure if either of you are sneakerheads, but Vanessa Bryant has decided not to renew the quote Mamba brand with Nike. Makes sense. After all, I think we can all agree that she has more than enough business acumen to make such a decision. <laughs> Look at her resume. She was in a music video with Kobe when she was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> she let him dip it <laughs> she, okay come on email her i'm not gonna read she allowed him to tree hotel workers without serving him with divorce divorce papers and also what does tree hotel workers mean it doesn't sound good i don't know what that means jason Stewart, jason Stewart, are you familiar with the, the treeing of people do you get that reference
4: no, I mean so obviously something to do with trunk, and yes, it's disgusting. Leaves? I don't That's,
2: know. Yeah. I'm just this is very. It's not my style of humor. She would show up at various Lakers events with her cleavage out and make it about her. She, <laughs> I take the I take that back. She was lucky enough not to like foggy chopper rides. I think this more than qualifies her to hit the negotiating table with a multi-billion dollar company like Nike. I'm sure everything will work out perfectly best as from our friend Pete and Pocatello. I should, I forgot Ed that he put your name in quotes, but I didn't, I missed that part or else we would have recognized him. Okay. One more, (laughs) one more email ballers. I'm hoping we can get your help in kickstarting a nationwide campaign for a very important topic. We already have some bullshit national days such as National Caesar Salad Day. Is that true? There's a there's a National Everything there Day. Is, right. National Tape Measure Day. No, that's impossible. National I Love Horses Day. Oh fuck horses. I'm out on horses. I'm proposing yeah, horses. horses yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. fuck horses. I'm proposing we hit the streets to make July 10th a national day for Anthony Newer, aka the Ginger Assassin, in honor of Mister Newer's seven <laughs> ten split accomplishment, I think July tenth, seven ten, should be officially <laughs> called National Ginger Assassin Day. That's amazing. Thousands, okay, dozens of wannabe ginger bowlers would fill their oils, their local oil slicked alleys, to attempt the assassin's feat of the split. Their center parted amber. Colored manes and bowling ball bags would be a bat signal to all the alley cats at the lanes that they're ready to get down. July 10th is also National Kitten Day, which is ironic because anyone taking part in Ginger Assassin Day is guaranteed to spend the night pussy free? (laughs) I mean, assuming bowling plus ginger doesn't exactly generate a slick alley among the ladies... Lewis Hamilton wouldn't be capable of participating. What do you say? We can count on your leadership to get this going. Sign JL in Minnesota. I don't think we've ever heard from JL before, but he might be my new favorite emailer. It was
3: pretty good. It was pretty good.
2: (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, thank you.
3: By the way, I'm not positive, um, but I think treeing, if, if, if I remember correctly... I think treeing is the guy is standing. Oh,
2: oh, and, and the girl's the
3: branch. She's a branch.
2: Oh, I get it. I believe that's the case. It, it, you were in a fraternity briefly. No, 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 oh. no, no, oh.
3: But that has, trust me. Yes. Fucking the, the worst place to see sex is, is a fraternity. Right. Get out of there. That's a good point. <laughs> or consensual yes. sex i'll say yes. um but uh i believe that's what's going on interesting one person's kind of folded over and one guy one person's
2: standing interesting jason stewart you cannot speak to that you're uh you're a guy that's known to watch porno in a room with nine other dudes did you have did you ever witness any treeing on your por- college porno excursions with your roommates
4: no. Um mm-hmm. and even after your description I'm I'm not even sure what mm-hmm. it is. I'll mm-hmm. have to do like a some research so on mm-hmm. one with it. What is.
3: I'll say is this is what I'm thinking, not what I'm knowing because uh, uh, I'm, yeah. in a, uh I'm in a I in this it's long-term same, marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been going since Three. 96. So I I No, it was not something I've participated in, but I believe that's what it is.
2: Wow. Okay. Fan, fantastic. Anybody anybody with a, a plus or positive or negative description of or, uh, can attest to Ed's description of treeing, we would like to know. It sounds right to me. I'm, I'm inclined to believe Ed, but if you, uh, if you if you know better, let us know. Mailbag at theballerlice.com. Okay. We're talking draft day. I'm going to play the trailer.
1: This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for.
4: Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team. You're the general manager. You can fix it.
0: Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny. Every year, someone comes out of this
2: looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Let's talk about the draft. I need you to make a splash, Sonny. You can't do do it. I have to do it. Just to be clear here, you're threatening to fire me, right? Your job is to coach a team I give you. They do it different in Dallas? Yeah, they do. They win. A lot. How is it that the ultimate prize in the most macho sport ever invented is a piece of jewelry? We talk football. We can always talk football.
0: I just want the team that I want in one time.
2: You see things other people don't see. Rewind that back yeah, to the Star see, of the One of the play. One team team things remember. I love about you. All that matters
3: is
0: what you think. Write your own story, Sonny. I
2: well, want this team's future back.
0: Let's get busy.
5: Woo. Draft day. Uh, History in uh. the making. Swag. 224 young men are about to become players.
2: Okay, you guys get it. It's a movie about the NFL draft. It's obviously sanctioned by the NFL, which we need to discuss. because I it
3: feel like it was written by the NFL. Yeah,
2: it's, re- yes, yeah. Yes. it's Ivan Reitman, who also directed Ghostbusters, of all things. Like what Stripes! How- yeah, stripes! From the fucking penthouse to the outhouse. Ivan Reitman really doing this even one for if, the money. Even if you're
3: going like Yeah, he started to fade, but, like, Dave was a quality movie that he made. Right,
4: with Kevin Klein,
3: Yeah, like, he was still capable of that. I
4: mean, that still was
3: in the 90s, so
4: I guess he was... It's been a while. I remember remember saying at the time that I saw it on this podcast that it was just, like, a big NFL infomercial. Like, the NFL came up with a reason to promote their draft, because I think it was released, you know, in April, whatever, around this time. Just to... um, to promote their own product. I mean, there, it's everything in it, everything. It seems like everything when they're walking around the offices has uh, NFL memorabilia yeah. on it. Yeah. Like the, everything there's like, if a, if a jacket's on the, on the uh, back of a seat, it's got the emblem of the team yeah. on it. Like it's just such an NFL commercial that I thought was made for NFL Dorks like and inside they, football right. people, but it really is written so uh for for non football people and we'll kind of talk about that, Let's talk that about weird contradiction. They
3: paid real money to get real people. Like I, I, I yeah. assume I mean it was it was crazy how how many real people were in like minor roles, you know, getting like Kevin Dunn to be the guy who answers the phone at the draft room. Like I'm right. not saying brad pitt but but like they were getting quality actors all over the place for bullshit roles
4: in a bullshit movie yeah you got the feeling that that the um the budget was like um there wasn't a limit to the budget like the The nfl just said hey make a movie yeah get whatever director will do it we have these amateur writers we just want a bunch of nfl thrown into a bunch of teams just a bunch of stuff (sighs) and then we don't care how it comes out just pay it Like, that's the only reason you get Costner, right?
2: Yeah. And Costner's, just his wig budget for this movie had to be (laughs) $400,000. Like, just keeping that thing lined up, in place, greased, pinned down, couldn't have been cheap. But is it, you know, like, the NFL, they put a stop to playmakers on ESPN. They're like, hey, if you want to carry, if you want to be able to show NFL highlights, you're going to get rid of this Fictional NFL show, and they did it. Now, um, on
3: players sexually assault and use drugs, right?
2: Yeah, which would never happen in real life. Now, in this movie, this is an NFL sanctioned movie, but I would argue it does not look good for your league if you have a movie about your draft and the team that it focuses on has done no draft research whatsoever <laughs> until the until the morning of the draft
3: and also yeah. people are getting swindled left and right like people are, all the gms are morons cuz everybody gets taken
4: yeah. right and if if you're like i said um if it's made for people that don't know football and you just drop into this and this is your first exposure to, to football and the NFL draft, you're thinking, oh, OK. So they're not able to think about or work on the draft until the morning of the draft.
2: Yeah. The, the day so the of fir- – the, yeah.
4: Yeah, the first scene is, um, I don't know, the antagonist or whatever, the Seahawks GM talking to his president or, or owner. I'm not sure who they're talking about. They're like, all right, so what are we going to do? Yes. What, kind of a, <laughs> what kind of a fool are we going to find yes. to take this top pick that we've had for the past four months? But we're going to start talking about it right now. Yeah, he's the, the,
2: the Seahawks have the first overall pick in this movie. And they're desperate to get rid of it. They're calling everybody and their they're, they're offer to kevin costner to sunny play sunny weaver was two number ones and a number two deal that's the easiest deal to make in the history of the nfl any gm would do that and also how the the browns had the seventh pick how has how was this the first conversation they had about it (laughs) on the day of the draft like everybody calls everybody it's insane also, he's his his girlfriend is Jennifer Garner, who he's at least twenty years older than. And for some reason, at the very and beginning, she's the, she's the salary cap person. She's the salary cap person, but also she's like, "Hey, this is your new intern." She's also some for some reason the office manager right. because she's a woman. <laughs> like the capologist is like one of the most important people on the team, and all and she's got like a law degree, and she's like supposedly like very skilled and very important. And she knows everything, but also she's like ordering toner for the copier for some reason and getting people coffee. And she's, she's also, um, she's put in this movie
3: for the people who want to see, um, love story, love story. And then they, they just don't really give much of anything. No,
2: there's no, Oh, every episode I drop my mechanical pencil at least once I've just done it. Um, what I was going to say is they they also make him get her pregnant, which is disgusting because he's 65. Like, nobody wants to think of a fucking – somebody being a 65-year-old dad. Right. But this also – There's
3: no way out Kevin Costner.
2: Right. right. And But also – although I believe in, in real life his wife is about Jennifer Garner's age. Uh, Jennifer Garner, by the way, is one of those women that only gets more attractive as time goes by somehow. Yes. She's yeah. just like just right. one She's of those unicorns. She's
3: definitely better looking now than yeah. – in uh the the movie dude where's my car
2: right but but why do they they make her they have her tell him she's pregnant and then nothing happens with that for the whole rest of the movie what was the point
3: there was no drama to the relationship so she was there for the trailer i guess to like make it seem like there could be something
4: yeah I i thought it was kind of funny like um you know obviously at the end of the movie but like the one of the great um Things to think about is that he told his mother in the movie Ellen Burstyn, who was right. an exorcist, sixty another years.
3: Another good movie, though. Uh, she, I'm, I'm and, sorry, another good actor and great actress. Did, yeah.
4: yeah, he tells her that she's going to be a grandmother, and she she's I mean just just by the yeah. math has to be at least eighty five years <laughs> yes. old. She's about to be a grandmother. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> no, I, I think her, that the, her husband's already checked out.
4: The love story again were, were for these people that aren't big football fans. And I think the NFL is like, I, I want, I want to, we want to get more football, non football fans to watch our drafts. So do this big commercial. Um, and they just never struck that balance because, yeah, the love story never connected. Um, it was, it was just one of those things that like another unrealistic thing about this movie. And I know they kind of made a joke about it, but if there is one day out of the year that you just kind of let, a person just kind of do their job and not do, and not not you know screw with him with any decisions or anything. It's draft day for an NFL GM. Yes, and there are about twelve peripheral peripheral sh, uh, yeah. items that he yeah. has to deal with on this day Ashes. that are just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, he yeah he also he's like gassing up his own vehicle. Everybody drives a GM like they have they have a deal with GM in yeah. this movie so that like the and also yeah.
3: I'm oh, sorry, the, the, no, the things that they they um they bog him down with. The funny thing is they're keeping him away from researching draft picks rather than all that day is just calling about trades. Right. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. The
2: research is done. Of course. Like, you know, you know, you know, the background on everybody. It's like. So uh, who's this Bo Callahan kid? He's the fucking first pick. He's the consensus number one pick in the NFL draft. You would know every fucking detail about him. Everything.
4: So it's all set up. We're we're supposed to believe that. um, So before he even has this, this weird dramatic conversation with Jennifer Garner, he writes something down on a post-it note and then puts it in his pocket. And that's supposed to mean something. And then it, it, um, we find out later on what it is and it's kind of the whole crux of the entire movie that makes no sense at all. None. So he puts this post-it note in his pocket uh, and thinking back when, when knowing what we know now, why did he have to write it down? No and reason. No reason. It, what was it supposed to show us that there was a method behind his madness the entire time? And because think about it, he gave up three number one picks. Yeah. To move up to the top spot, right? And if the entire time he was going to do what's on this post-it note, why would he do that? That makes that makes no idea, right?
2: Because he, um, he 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 right, he drafts a guy, he stuns everybody because apparently he doesn't talk to the owner or tell anybody on the team or do he, it's just his call and he never meets with any advisors or anything, and he he drafts a linebacker played by, by Chadwick Boseman. Who's you know I, I don't know how big he was he wasn't linebacker big and then they would show his highlights and he was like Derek Brooks out there it was like not <laughs> oh, even not even close no, to the Jack same person Brooks
3: was lean this oh. this was a bulky dude right yeah yeah he looked like the guy like Chase Young
2: yeah he looked like the guy from the program yes like Alvin the def- Mac yes <laughs> Alvin Mac so and also Chadwick Bozeman doesn't have an agent he just calls the GM directly and he's like hey you're gonna draft me or what I need to get drafted today. What are you going to draft me? Who you going with? Like, it's so weird. The whole like it's it's a commercial for the NFL, but it's like the NFL doesn't even know how the NFL works.
4: Yeah. And that that's the problem. That's I don't know who they were speaking to in this. Is it let's get some let's get a writer that doesn't know a whole about a, a, a bunch about football anyway, so that it won't be inside football and we'll get the outside football people in. I, it, I I don't understand that who the audience was in this whole thing. I, I really think that the goal was
3: when this came out seven, 2014. Years ago, yeah. Yeah. It came out on, on like Christmas Eve too. This was like a competing no. with like real movies. No. Um, they were trying to expand their audience because yeah. the NFL, you know, about 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it's just so oversaturated with the NFL network. Everyone who wants to watch the NFL watches it. And so this was like, let me see if we can get get the, you know, the the rando housewife that wants yeah. romance. And like, I that's my only guess, because who right. would watch the I, I, I you know. You, yeah, you have to be. So I don't know what the the financials of this movie, but I would bet it was probably kind of expensive because they had to pay a lot of people. Well, they're Jennifer clear. Garner isn't yes. doing this for free. You know, Frank Langella, Sam, Sam Elliott's in Leary. it. Sam, El- Sam Elliott, Elliot. he's the
2: coach of Wisconsin.
3: You know, I pointed to. I mean, what's his name well, wasn't a big star. Jonah Jonah Ryan right. is my favorite member of the cast, yeah. but he was he was cheap. But all these random people were just like were were Pepper Terry Crews there's just yes. there's people names Oh Sean Combs like they they just oh, had he's every man so bad person. He's terrible so, but he's all so these bad These people cost money Yeah So you could oh, take yeah. a nobody and make him the agent and nobody would give a shit right. and they spent so much money on salaries So I can't imagine this movie made made money It, like did, it well it did maybe
2: broken well, even The budget was 25 million and. Box office is twenty nine and a half million, which is a pretty big yeah. bust because when you add in all the marketing and, and everything and
3: think about that budget,
2: it all took place in like indoor locations, yeah, they they shot it. They probably it, shot it in a couple weeks. It was
4: all salary, yeah, it was all salary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes to my theory that like this was not this wasn't really a big like let's make a big profit. This was a let's promote our brand as best as possible with a You're like right. an hour and fifty minute commercial. Um, but um, the the, the writing—I I need to get to the part of the movie where this entire theory about just trying to get non-football people um, interested it loses that person completely. But, anyways, yeah. um, so the, the owner's taking him through the the, the um, I guess one of his water parks that he, he owns. Presumably, this is, this is and an
2: insane he, scene. And,
5: and,
4: and, and he says, "It says you know people come to watch people splash. They come to watch the big splash." from this this ride and i need you to make a big splash today that that that's the premise of the entire movie that 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 the gm is compelled to trade for the number one pick because his owner says you need to make a big splash today as they're at a water park
2: on on so we're we're led to believe that frank langella is an amusement park magnate like that's how he made his money in in amusement parks so on on the day of the draft, the <laughs> most important day for the, the franchise for the business that he owns, he drags the most important person that works for him mm-hmm. on the to, most important day of his job. Right. The most everything's the most important that it could be. He drags him to a closed water park. It looked like it was. It looked like it was COVID. At the water park, because there's no one there, he takes him to a closed water park to make a very weak metaphor about a splash.
4: <laughs> and and this is when we find out too that the owner, um, the owner, not only likes shiny things, he's he likes he loves the cowboys, and um, he he made Sonny Costner's character hire. The Cowboys coach, who was kind of a Barry Switzer, who took over yeah. a championship team, won a Super Bowl. Mm. And in Sonny's words to the owner, he was a guy who won a, a, a Super Bowl with somebody else's team, ran it to the ground and then got fired. Yeah. Lucky for us. So he actually hired a guy yep. that did all that to run his team. He's, that he's currently GM. Yeah.
2: For. And he's one of those. He's just your average um, hates getting the best quarterback in the draft coach. <laughs> he's oh, oh, he's he's the best quarterback since Andrew Luck. Fuck that. I hate rookies. I don't want that fucking guy. Get me a running back. Everybody knows you can get running backs anywhere
0: in the draft.
2: This wasn't 1989.
0: Yes. This
3: this was like we we had already devalued the position. It actually has come back a little bit since then. But in these days, there were no first round running backs.
2: No. Absolutely not. Then so then he makes. He makes. He gets fleeced. And the I was a little taken out because. The guy that played the Seattle GM is one of those guys that only ever plays military people in movies. So yeah. if you see, if you see him, you go, "Oh, there's that guy that's in the military." And then, and then he, did,
3: he he kept the military haircut, right? Because yeah,
2: because yeah. he was probably shooting something with Clint Eastwood a couple of weeks later, so he had to have the military haircut. And, but then it's like, ah, there's that general again. Why is this general working with? The, and he's basically playing the same character that he always plays. So that kind of took me out of it. So then he, again, consulting with no one, he apparently gets fleeced. It goes from two firsts and a third, and then the Seattle guy's like, I got him on the hook, gets him to give him three firsts for the for the first overall that's, pick.
3: That's essentially the RG3 trade.
2: Right. Three and, and, and again, a, to, a, a trade any team would make in a fucking heartbeat for the, supposedly the best quarterback since Andrew Luck. And then he makes the trade – And then he go, and then he turns to Jennifer Garner and goes, is this going to screw us up with the salary
4: cap? (laughs) (laughs) Can you make room for that? (laughs) After after the trade's been done. And 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 because because he wanted to make the big splash higher and he made he traded away the entire future for this one pick. He then says to his staff of scouts who, by the way. You know anyone who's been in corporate America, anyone who's had a job. Um, Kevin Costner's presumably like the boss of everybody here yes. in the room. <laughs> yes. But has, yes. has anybody ever been more disrespected? As yes. a, a not one person in this room disrespects or res, respects the guy. He they openly mock him. They openly yell at him in front of everybody. Not only the head coach, but the staffers. Like after they found out about the trade, the tall guy from uh, from Veep. Was yeah, like, Jonah hey, that's Ryan. Sonny, that's our future. He's like in front of everybody, the, right.
3: and he's he's real low on the totem pole.
4: The in, the
2: right. the entire franchise is irate that he's made a deal to get the best quarterback in two decades to come out of the draft, and. We know he had to make a big splash because they had the sports radio voiceover guy tell us the whole history as if the people of Cleveland needed to listen to the radio to learn the history of sports in their town.
4: Aaron (laughs) Aaron Goldhammer and Tony Rizzo were the actual radio hosts. They filled in for the Jim Rome show back in the day. I know them uh, personally. That's a huge deal. They got like a lot of airtime, but you're right. They were like talk. They were speaking the most rudimentary of details about a team that, if you're listening to Cleveland radio, you already know all this stuff. But the movie had to do that a lot. The movie had to just like talk down to the audience because, again, they're trying to recruit non NFL fans, and then the, they, they then they get in the weeds with things. It's so confusing. But so since Sonny made this big splash deal, even though he wrote on the uh, post-it note that he's he's going to get the linebacker. He tells his staff to do all the research on the quarterback now uh, that yes, we're a that few they, hours away right, from that not they had drafting.
2: And, and then he like, he like tries to make his own, he's like trying to explain to people and he's like about like draft picks that, that, um, overachieved. And he's like, yes, Joe Montana, they said he was, a, they said he was too small. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a third round pick. And then he's like, John Elway. They said he no. threw too hard. I'm like, John Elway was the fucking first pick. He, he, John yeah. Elway dictated what team he was going to go to. He refused. <laughs> yeah, like he decades was, before anyone could yes, dictate. He was he so was, good. He could say, oh, I'm not signing with it. And then his next example, Peyton Manning. They said he didn't have the arms. Peyton number one Manning. Pick. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He was well understood to, that he was going to have a fantastic career coming out of college. I mean... It, who the guys? The, the NFL consulted on this movie. You could co- like Jim Plunkett. You could come up with all sorts of names that was, you could use. Tom Brady. Yeah, limitless uh,
3: research was yes. was provided to this movie. They could have done anything. <sighs> and this tells me that Ivan Reitman is not a sports guy. No, clearly of course not. No, no. And and by the way, he probably cost a lot for of them to,
4: to yes. Get, yes. But 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 he he seems like a guy, even though they probably did pay him a lot, that was like five or six down the list. I, I, I it just seems like a guy who took the job after like four better directors passed on it. Um, but I, th- that whole exchange that Brian was just talking about made no sense. If you if you play it back, if you play it back and you and, and you know anything about sports, it's it's he was telling his scouts because um, they kept saying to him, this kid is perfect. He's There's nothing in his background that's even a red flag. We I mean, can't find a thing. And he's like, everybody had a red flag. Yes. Joe Montana was small. Yes, yes. John Elway threw the ball too hard. Peyton Manning couldn't make the, the, the long throws. And all those guys became Hall of Famers. I don't know what the point was. So, right. so why are they why are they trying to dig up red flags if those red flags never even made a difference with those people? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, remember <laughs> the
3: the red flag on Jamarcus Russell that he didn't work hard. I mean, you can say that <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. yes.
4: <laughs> it, it was almost like they just needed a, a, um, they needed a chance to roll in some highlights yes. of old old football highlights. That's all yes. that. So was.
3: So the wife the wife who's watching for the first time, like. Oh, let me Google this Joe Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. I wanna I wanna learn about these guys and and buy all the products from this league.
2: Yeah. sell some to sell some jerseys. It's crazy.
4: So he so they get a security guy, but I don't even know if security guys play a role in drafts, but the, oh, the yeah, security they do. guy at the stadium. Yeah. The guy that that monitors all the the, the cameras in the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. He <laughs> he he did research the day of the draft and said <laughs> That he somehow got uh, transcripts of all the people that were questioned at at, at a little uh, brawl at the 21st birthday of this quarterback. And he said the one thing missing from the 200 guests at his 21st birthday were any of his teammates. Yeah. And this beca- becomes flag. a massive Table for deal. one. Yeah. Like this narrative <laughs> like, carries through to almost the final uh, scene of the, of the movie. Not one of his teammates came to his birthday party.
2: Um, anybody that's been on a team knows that that's like pretty common. That there's usually like there's some, like some clicks on the team, but everybody's not fucking buddy buddy on a football also, team. Like Kurt Chilling's nickname, Brian, right? Table for one. <laughs> um, what else? So they, oh, they, so they, so they, he,
3: yes. he takes. And the other thing about him doing it about face and drafting the linebacker number one is he could have got him for seven. He got him at one. Yeah. But now he's paying him slotted a <sighs> shitload more than a linebacker should have gotten. No, so, he, so the salary cap, his girlfriend should be dumping him right there. He,
2: he, sh- <laughs> he should be immediately fired. And also, he just made
3: my job a lot harder these, for no reason. There's a
2: scientific process to this. These guys have entire teams of people dedicated to figuring out the draft they have a fucking big board with the best player list of all the best players graded out from one to the fucking eighth round or however far it goes and then they oh, have the they best had
3: the dry erase he was writing on right. it like that day
2: yes he was cr- <laughs> he was erasing and writing over things he, he would have been fired finished. immediately
4: he just put his first name, Bo. Yes. All right, let's do all the work we can yes. now. Let's get all the tape on <laughs> on those two letters, Bo. Yes. So so Ed brings up a great point. Um, not even a great point. It's, it's the fact that it wasn't even brought up until it was. So I was telling you that, that it's so confusing that there's a movie for non-NFL fans, but then all of a sudden when it comes down to one of the more important parts of the movie – the slot salary spot, the cap s- s- salary spot yeah. for drafted players becomes a massive deal. Yes. It was like one of the selling points to get someone to, to buy into a trade. And hey, man, you can have them for $7 million less now. And yeah. It's like if I, if I don't know the NFL or anything and I'm just watching this movie and they just throw that in, what, the slot, slot position salary? Yeah. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, what exactly does that mean? That that's what this whole thing is based on is the slot position. It's insane. And, and to Ed's point, like I think that Costner wanted to make him the first overall pick so he could get the most amount of money because the guy was taking care of his nieces and nephews. Uh, they didn't. They never said that they should have. But any GM that that drafts somebody to make sure that they get a little extra money should be fired on the spot. Of
2: course, totally, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, It's it's then
3: and by the way, yeah. like a team at that point, if if this is their number one pick or a number seven pick, and he has a couple of little kids that need help, the the team can supplement that pay that and sad. hook them up with a whole bunch. I mean, those kids would never have to do anything again.
2: Do oh, do right. one commercial for a car dealership, and you're set. Those kids are <laughs> yeah, taking right. those kids are set. They're taken care of. I do like how the GMs so that. The Chiefs, he has like a the Chiefs GM is that guy from Larry Sanders that was like the writer's assistant on Larry Sanders. He's yeah, yeah. he's clearly lost his hair because he was wearing a wig as well. But every time he talks to one of one of these other GMs, like he makes the deal with Jacksonville, the Jacksonville the Jacksonville oh. GM is literally urinating all over himself oh in the scene.
4: He's like, oh my god! He's like,
2: I'm, I'm so James. scared, Sonny. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. Why do they? Have, my question. Like, I feel like yeah. they
3: caught Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags, doing something yes. on top of being a terrible owner yes. in real life. But there must have been something. They're like, we're going to twist the knife by making your GM <laughs> yes make two bad trades. Like he makes that second trade, and he doesn't even check with the Seahawks, who yeah. are ready to give up everything to get that
2: slot. Yeah, he doesn't even check with them. Right. He's yeah. They. It's like, and they all the GMs call up and they're like. Hey, hey, yeah, Sonny, um, this is, uh, Ted Johnson. Uh, you might have remem- you might remember me. We, uh, met one time at the, uh, GM meetings. I'm actually the, uh, GM of the, uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like these guys all fucking know each other.
0: They talk to each
2: other all the time. It's the like, amount
3: of league meetings they have. Yes. like These guys all know each other. You would be like, ridiculous to not know a, one of the 30 guys that has an important job you have to know.
4: It's like the uh, for all the, you know, the NFL memorabilia and it's on every everywhere you look, there's an NFL emblem and everything else. It's like you you would think that they would have had someone on the set from the NFL. They, they should have a player, a GM, a coach. They should have had consultants on the set because they obviously didn't because the portrayal of the G of the Jacksonville GM is just so ridiculous. It's horrible. They have him. Not only is he pissing his pants or whatever, but he's supposedly uh, 10 minutes within 10 yeah. minutes of his own pick. Yes. And he's, he's asking information from another team's GM. Who should I pick? Why, why, why shouldn't I pick this guy? Come on, tell me. And he's doing it in front of his entire staff. Yes, no, it was just getting real. It's (laughs)
1: insane. This is
2: these these guys are basically the CEOs of billion dollar companies. They're not fucking pussies. You can't get that job.
3: My biggest problem with the movie Silver Line Linings Playbook is uh, Bradley Cooper's dad. De Niro is a bookie Or, or he's he bets a lot, whatever it is. And he he's talking about a key game, Giants Eagles at the end of the season. He goes, "We have to win so we can make it into the division." And what? And it drives me nuts that there's not one football guy. Yes. But back to your point, Jason, they had an entire league like set up yes. for this thing. There's not one person like who works for the league that's on
4: the set every day. That's yeah. like,
3: yeah, that's not that's not a thing.
4: That's right. the problem. And how about the line? Um, oh my God, this is awful too. It makes you kind of cringe when the uh, the strength coach gets a hold of the GM in the, in the locker room and he starts talking to him about the current quarterback's um, off-season regiment and how he was in the locker room doing squats the other day. And he, yes. he talked about his arm strength and like, if you know sports or anything, like, um, I don't know, like Pedro Martinez or even Walker Buehler or something, like arm strength has almost nothing to do with muscle or strength right. arm strength has to do with torque it yeah. has to do with natural ability yep. it has to do with whatever right and this is what the strength coach tells the gm of an nfl team that now the quarterback is putting up uh, 225 pounds 25 times he's bench pressing yep. and 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 the star right. receiver Says the quarterback's throwing an extra ten yards deeper. Yeah. He could throw an extra ten yards deeper, and which, he's in like his tenth year. Yes. which yeah, which in the sco- in the grand scope of things, what what, what is that going to get you exactly? An extra ten yards is exactly what. make sense. Yeah, <laughs> he threw it ten yards past you.
0: He's yeah, supposed to throw he it to you.
2: Has a
3: lot now on. he can throw He Can run those eighty yard outs.
2: Yes, uh, <laughs> but also that. Um, the quarterback i had to look him up because i'm like oh my god that guy's beautiful and it's that it's that kid that played superman on like the tv uh, show god oh, i can't remember okay. his name now i the can't remember.
3: show where uh i i only know it from stern he never actually was what? superman he was just like a like a emo kid oh is that true like, he never becomes like, superman on the like, superman show it's because, like, right? yeah. yeah. through high school drama
2: oh no i didn't know that um, how about Roger Goodell's edit?
3: This yeah, Well, one thing was maybe the most unrealistic uh, movie moment in history is they cheered him when he came on stage. It's insane. It's
5: insane. <laughs> and
2: They're like, hey, Roger, you're the man. Can I suck your dick while I'm up here? Like everybody's so happy to see Roger Goodell yeah. in this movie. It's insane.
4: <laughs> there were the, the, the cameos um, like the first voice on the first voice that you hear in the movie is Chris Berman. And you, I, it made me remember just how much I hate Chris Berman. Everybody hates him. Uh, he's kind of, he's, he, he had left my, my consciousness for a while and now he'd be turned. Um, there's, there's so many reasons to hate that guy. Yeah, he's he's the worst. just,
3: he's just awful.
4: So, um, the Sam Elliott part, when, when, he, when he called Sam Elliott to confirm whether or not there were any teammates at this guy's birthday party, um, Sam Elliott, um, everyone loves his voice. He's great. Who doesn't like Sam Elliott? But um, he's sitting – there's something about him that it – he just seemed like the last person in the world that was a a college football coach. They're they're on the practice field in April, whatever they're doing, and he's in this like pristinely clean cap and T-shirt and jacket, like literally – he walked on set that day and they just gave him brand new stuff out of the wrapping to put on their head. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, it's right. he was like, on the set for like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at some point maybe rub rub some dirt on that stuff or like make it look kind of like he actually is like a football coach as opposed to an actor who just walked on and yeah. put some just, just out of the wrapper uh, gear on.
3: Yeah. And if you asked him what, what his role was, or what movie he was on, sure. like he there's no way oh, to- he knew. Oh, totally. No, they just they just they just let me out of the car yeah. ten minutes
2: ago. Yeah.
3: Um, what one thing when so when he makes that pick, he picks the linebacker. Yeah. Frank Langella. I mean he he was no longer at the water <laughs> uh, park. He's yeah. he's in Radio City. Yeah. In, oh yeah. On Man uh, 50th, 50th, 50th yeah. and 6th in Manhattan, and by the fifth pick. Which they get ten minutes per pick, so in fifty minutes he's in the Cleveland training facility. Did he take a rocket sled? No. How
0: the fuck is he back? Then?
2: Maybe maybe Elon Musk has that pneumatic tube of set up the test run from New York City to yeah. from Manhattan to
4: Cleveland. We're gonna we're gonna test it out with the Browns owner. In some, uh, I classes. have to give a, I have to give someone from the Ringer. I had read a review. Oh, no. Someone from the Ringer had a good line about that. That party's like uh, a plus uh, for to Langella for um, for discovering transportation. <laughs> right, <laughs> he he had to get from um, Manhattan, which there's no airport even near there. Right. When you're talking oh, about to tra- get to traffic. LaGuardia yeah. or exactly. Newark or JFK, yeah.
3: is is a nightmare.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was a great part, and then he. The reason why he ran back to Cleveland is to get in his GM's face. And he walked in as Kevin Costner is trying to to finagle another deal. And he says to him, You're dead. Or he says he makes some kind of some kind of a threat to the guy's physical beam as he's trying to navigate this trade. By the way. That everybody is screaming at Costner about the the, yes. the entire staff has zero respect yeah. for him. Leary, the coach, quits and he's like,
3: "Hang on, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll accept your
4: resignation at the end of the day if I don't work but, some magic." If you think about it, um, the, another another part that they made a big deal that isn't a big deal, but if you're a non-football fan, and you don't know this is the. Um, the scenario that if a team takes longer than their 10 minutes, they lose their pick. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I, I know, no, no. Somebody can <laughs> hop. I, I, I've yeah. actually seen it. One time it happened with the chiefs. I, think. I, I I know it has happened. I know it has happened. Not in the first round. Cer- it certainly yeah. isn't anything that is prevalent or should ever right. be mentioned. Right. Like it's something, right. it's not something that they, you That's know, before true. the very first pick of the draft, you're thinking, all right, the 10 minutes have started. Yeah. And then they have Eisen on camera saying, Hey, if they don't get the pick in, yeah, the pick no, goes to the next insane. team. As, and, and, and it's like, um, so Costner's taking his time. He's sitting in his his office by himself, thinking about it, right. And then he finally walks into the war room. There's still a good five minutes. Um, and again, the 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 uh, the actor from Veep screams at him. Yeah, um, his boss. on the clock. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. From the room. Yeah. How many war rooms? are they like, hey. <laughs> Where's our GM? That's, right. That's kind of where the war room is supposed to be, wherever the GM is.
4: Right. No, that's true. But it was yet another example of like, nobody has any respect for a or anything. And then all of a sudden he doesn't pick the top quarterback and the, the can't miss quarterback. He doesn't pick him. Right. He, he picks a linebacker and the guy that, that is Mr. Hard luck. And from the opening scene has is seen as this like who's the most desperate person you know who would make a trade? The guy who's disrespected whenever he walks into a room, all of a sudden him not picking the quarterback makes the entire NFL all the GMs in the yes. NFL question, question about the quarterback. Yes. Right. He's like he Belichick. Tell- What's wrong with
2: him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he's he immediately starts falling. Yeah. Uh something I really hated about this movie is he um, Kevin Costner, Sonny Weaver, like pulls Jen Garner aside and he's like, the 1987 Super Bowl. And she's like, oh yeah, there's, um, down by three, two minutes to go, 98 yard drive, Joe Montana. And he's like, yeah, but Joe Montana, who could forget? He came into the, and he tells the John Candy story of Joe Montana in the huddle, which everyone knows that story already. And of course, the capologist, that fucking knows everything about football, works for the Browns. She would know that story too. But of course, the number one thing that everybody remembers from the 1987 Super Bowl is nine. T- t- Tim Crumry getting his fucking oh, leg <laughs> compound fractured. The Bengals defensive lineman or offensive lineman getting his leg compound fractured in the first fucking quarter.
3: Yeah, D-tackle, and I remember... These are the days where they didn't already have prepackaged things when there was a delay. Yes, so they just showed the replay of that floppy
2: leg seventy times. So many times, it's it's the it's indelibly oh, and, burned on my brain.
3: And that was also when the Bengals guy went on a cocaine bend, or the safety, right? right Stanley, they, they a Stanley something. Um, Not as good as Eugene Robinson, but some, but a right. pretty something good
4: Stanley,
2: right? Uh, Yes,
4: I remember that. Not as good as Eugene yeah. Robinson. And what about what's his face? Oh, the guy on the, who ra- on the Raiders. On yeah. the Raiders, Barrett Robbins. <laughs> Barrett
2: Robbins. Barrett
4: Robbins, big right.
2: football fan over here. Um, what else?
3: Uh, well, so so there's trading, and then he trades. But how about when he's in position to take Terry Cruz's son, the running back from Florida State? Yeah. That's Arian Foster. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, that's right. You could tell with the moles. Um. I just want to be a Brown.
2: No one says that. that <laughs> no one says that.
3: That's all he no. wanted. No. no one says <laughs> like, that. My dad played for the Browns. So, I i mean, your dad played for the Browns maybe in the 80s when, like, they were decent. Right. They had their moments. But no, nobody in the new iteration of the Browns yes. would want that. And it's not like... The Manning brothers were fighting to be on the Saints because their dad played for like there's not. there's no way. There's just no way somebody would say, I just want to be a Brown. Yeah. You'd say, I want
2: to be drafted. You yeah. wouldn't say the Brown. I want to go where I can make the most money. It's people like I want to pretend that these guys fan. don't get so paid. Yeah.
3: Nobody would say, I just want to be on Washington to play yeah. for Daniel Snyder. Nobody yeah. says no. that type of stuff. <laughs> nah.
2: Nobody.
4: So, yes. but if you do the math, so um, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie, the, the, the math is goes like this. Um, Kevin Costner, GM of the Browns, sends this first round pick, the seventh overall pick, and the next two years number ones to the Seahawks for the number one pick. Okay. So they're out the next three year next two years number ones in this one, right? And then um, he doesn't choose the big quarterback. He chooses a linebacker. And then he trades his second round picks for the next three years to the Jaguars. So they're out the first pit round picks and the second round picks for the next three years. Right. And then somehow he talks the Seahawks GM insane. Into Who's a general him back yeah. all <laughs> of the first round picks Desert Storm for yeah. for the sixth overall pick. In other words, the, the the Seahawks GM from the first scene didn't really want the quarterback but by the end of the movie he's willing to give up three first round picks to get a sixth pick overall
2: right they tra- so, so they, they traded the first pick for the sixth pick they would both be fired
4: of course <laughs> everyone so, would be gone yeah the way this netted out is the browns got the number 1 pick overall when they picked a linebacker they shouldn't have chosen number 1 and then they end up getting the seventh pick that they originally had where they got the running back who wants to be a brown for a grand total of three second-round picks. Yeah, amazing. That's the net. It would never happen. That is the net. That's insane. <laughs> oh, it's, it's insane. Never no, happened. Oh, it's nothing has ever happened like that it's, in the history of the league. No, it's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And then also when he he gets back
3: into it when he trades with the Seahawks guy, he also mm. just gets a, like he's like, what do we need? And they're like special teams, punt return, punt returner. <laughs> <Pump> returner. <laughs> How many punt, return, punt returns have happened in the last few years? Never. <laughs> they, they don't even exist anymore. No they're fair
4: catches or it, like it doesn't. There's no punt returns. And and and, and by the way, the the uh, special teamer's last name was Puntney. No, uh, punt, no the punt return. Uh, it's kind of like Alan Park being the the limo driver. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what if he was a What if he What if he was a landscaper though? What or, was his, What his name? Or the that?
3: guy that gave me a vasectomy.
4: Doctor Dr. Wiener. Wiener. Yes. Um, but, but, um, yes. But by the way, just just to, just sum up that to bring it all full circle with my point. So if you're not really a football fan, you're you're just kind of caught up in that stupid love story and all these weird. There was things no love story. And, I know. And then at the the thing that got him to get the Seahawks GM and the owner to agree to take the trade oh. was at the very tail end of his sales pitch. He says. The only oh, square word in the in the in the movie. Yeah. Here's the deal. Um, you'll be able to get that quarterback that all your fans want, and you won't have to pay him the seven million extra dollars you would have had to pay him with number one. But you gotta pay you already you already drafted the linebacker, you gotta pay him. Uh, but, no, I'm just saying that
0: the slot
4: The slot salary thing was just thrown in. Yes. And that just has to throw the fucking audience. Like, what the hell are you talking about?
3: Only F bomb in the entire movie, because this is like a PG movie. The only F bomb. He goes, when he's trying to convince the Seahawks guy, come on, Tom, say it with me. You pancake eating motherfucker. (laughs) That was it. That was like, we're going to use this swear word.
2: We we use the curse. That reminds me when, um, when jennifer garner is having lunch in the lunchroom and the coach (laughs) comes over and like starts berating her she gets up to leave and she leaves her whole lunch there and her lunch consists of a dry belgian waffle (laughs) and chips yeah, like
3: she's she's doing the uh, continental breakfast at a quality inn. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, what is that? Could get, she couldn't get her a sandwich or a salad? or so, Like, what? what is that combination? Let me, re- let me read you some trivia from IMDb. The trick used by the Washington Redskins of taping a $100 bill to the back of the playbook seemed to be inspired by an anecdote of Jamarcus Russell. His coaches in Oakland did not believe he was watching the game film and once purposely sent him home with blank DVDs to watch. He returned, claiming he watched the video and liked the game plan, obviously lying. What up, LSU Lala? There was a similar story in the 1980s with Randall Cunningham. Uh, The team Sonny trades for the top pick was originally supposed to be the New York Jets, but they dropped out of the movie at the last minute. What?! Right. So why were the
3: Jack It has to
2: be like some sort of blackmail. The yeah. Jaguars. Why would they do that? It looked. It was so embarrassing. But I can't. The NFL just tell you to do that if they sign that's up. That's weird. Yeah, yeah,
4: that's weird. I can't believe that teams had a a choice.
2: the The um, the movie originally centered around Buffalo Bills instead of the Cleveland Browns, but the studio changed it to the Browns because the production costs in Ohio were cheaper. Can you imagine? Hey, we're thinking about shooting in Buffalo. Oh my God. Too expensive. We can't go to Buffalo. Uh,
3: We can't go to a cosmopolitan town like Buffalo.
2: Uh, The film, this is interesting. The film was initially rated R by the MPAA, but Lionsgate appealed the rating and got a PG 13 rating without cuts. I feel like this is like the hundred dollar bill of the MPAA. Like they're like, they just got the DVD and they're like, oh yeah, this is R. And then when they appealed it, they realized they hadn't actually watched it. They're just like, whatever. I'm not watching this shit. Because there's no way it could be R. There's no breasts.
3: There's no sex.
5: The
3: thing is when he says pancake eating motherfuckers, that's it.
2: One motherfuck. Um, the actual 2014 NFL draft had a lot of similarities to the plot in the movie. The actual draft had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback falling in the draft. The Cleveland Browns making a pick that was questioned heavily. That's every draft. And the Browns making multiple trades. John Gruden even stated, this is better than draft day on air during the actual
4: draft. Oh, come on. And he wasn't paid to say that. Oh, or of course he
2: did. Of course he was. And he oh, was in the movie. This is what you guys talked about. The ESPN commentators correctly note that in two recent instances, 2003 <laughs> and 2011, the Vikings and Ravens failed to make their first round selections in time and lost the picks. What is not said and not shown is that both teams that are parties to the trade must call in the trade. The Ravens lost their pick in 2011 because Chicago failed to call the trade in. In 2003, when the Vikings missed their pick, the Vikings were free to call in their pick at any time. But the teams following immediately rushed to call their picks in rather than taking their full allotment of time on the clock, forcing (laughs) Minnesota to pick further down. I don't understand that. Um. Sh- anything else but sh- Chadwick Boseman agreed to take the role as Vontae Mack after a Skype call he had with director Ivan Reitman Boseman wasn't sure if he wanted to play another athlete or do another sports movie right after 42 where he played Jackie Robinson anything else anything else to add guys
4: well the uh they did button up this um this attempt at a love story by there was some kind of like a I guess an acknowledgement by the mother played by Ellen Bernson, who just was like creepily, just like hanging out at the facility all day for some, whatever reason. And then, um, so they, um, you know, Costner and Garner are making out or whatever, and they don't want it to be a secret anymore. And they're like, all right, mom, see, uh, and then the mom who had called Allie by a different name earlier in the movie, got her name, right. And that was supposed to be oh, a big right. moment. Like, well, you, well, she got your oh, name and right. They held hands. So, yeah. so she accepted you. Yeah. And then then Costner tells her you're going to be a grandmother and she's got to be in her mid to late 80s. Right. Uh, so that must have been <laughs> real important. I there. mean, Costner is grandfather age in this movie. Yes. yes
2: it's, in, it's insane that they make a, a guy in his 60s. Uh, be, and you know, he tells father. him
3: that he can't be the. Athlete. I bet he suggested he was yeah. the quarterback. Let, yeah, let me throw. Let hey, me. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I be Bo Callahan? They're yeah. like, hey, tin cup, it's not happening
2: anymore. Yeah, me, me, yeah. He was like, maybe I could. Uh, maybe I could be um, running some plays with the scout team out. You at,
0: think I could on the for field, a senior? Yeah. No. That's
2: no. <laughs> pretty good. All right, uh, that's it. Draft day. The draft is coming up. We'll take your thoughts. Hit us with an email, mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. You can leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. For special guest of the show, always a fan favorite, Jason Stewart. For Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 369 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you the lifestyles, baller. Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy and Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Us to others, top podcast man. No one is above us. Five star. Even the haters who love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man. You know the shit's on top. Top podcast man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. T B L S, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is so flawless. T B L S, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. T B L S, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is
0: for all us.